Welcome friends, welcome to Making Disciples. My name is Chris Rogers and I am your host in today's episode. I'm going to be really carrying on a bit of a conversation we had last week about what it means to be a disciple. Uh, but I'm going to specifically look at uh, what I would describe and many describe as Jesus's manifesto. Uh, being a disciple of Jesus means walking with Jesus, journeying with him, following him. You know, the big call in the in the Gospels is come and follow me. Um, it's also go where I am going. You know, Mark 8, if you want to be my disciple, pick up your cross and follow me. Go where I am going. Um, so being a disciple of Jesus is heading where Jesus is doing, watching Jesus and doing the thing that Jesus does. Uh, so we're going to look at a bit of teaching from scripture that Jesus kind of riffs with. Uh, we call it his Galilean manifesto. You know, if Jesus was a politician, uh, he stands up and he pictures his manifesto uh, to the people. And that's what we're going to look at today. Uh, so, friends, I hope you find this really interesting. Uh, thank you to all the new listeners that have joined us this term. You guys are so dearly loved. Thank you for the messages that you guys have sent. We've had a number of emails from you guys uh, this season just sharing about how you're doing and how the podcast has impacted you. I just want to say thank you for that. It makes a big difference uh, to us when we put this podcast together, when we know uh, that it, it really is influencing and helping you. There's absolutely no point of just chucking out content each week. This is like, mm, so what? It's when it really impacts you. Um, it's great to hear that because it just gives us confidence. Yeah, we're kind of heading in the right direction here. This is really helping people uh, and, and really encouraging people with their daily walk as they follow Jesus. So a massive thank you. Also, a massive thank you to those of you that have bought us a coffee uh, this last term. Um, just really blessed by you guys uh, and uh, you know it's really lovely being able to buy uh, a coffee as we're recording these podcasts on a Monday morning so massive massive thank you so we're going to jump into today's episode uh, which I'm going to entitle what does it mean to follow Jesus's manifesto So let's jump straight in as we talk about what does it mean to follow Jesus's manifesto. So Jesus is in Nazareth and he's at the synagogue and he goes to stand to read the scriptures and they bring out the scroll of Isaiah and Jesus stands at the front of the synagogue in front of what would have been a predominantly male audience and he reads from the scroll of Isaiah. And he uh, reads it uh, in Luke 4, verse 18. And it's just set out in the Gospels as Jesus stands up and reads this. It's right at the beginning, beginning of his ministry. And because it's at the beginning of his ministry, because this is one of the first moments in Scripture where we have it referenced that Jesus actually pictures an idea or pictures a mission or a vision statement, we, we go, actually, this is where Jesus is declaring from the Hebrew scriptures what he's actually about. And he stands up and he reads from Luke. Well, we have it in Luke 4, but he reads it from the book of Isaiah. And he reads this. The spirit of the sovereign Lord 
is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to declare the year of the Lord's favor, the years, uh, the Lord's jubilee, or the Lord's freedom. So he's reading that from Isaiah. Now in Isaiah, Isaiah is saying the Spirit of the Lord is on me, Isaiah, because he's not at me. Um, so this is one of those passages that in some ways is about an individual, but Jesus makes it about a bigger messianic individual, Jesus as the Messiah. Uh, but also he then sends the Spirit uh, to come and impact the church. So in Acts, we see the work of the Holy Spirit coming, filling the disciples. And then this passage really uh, becomes the Spirit is the Lord, Spirit of the Lord is on us because the Spirit is anointing us to proclaim good news to the poor. The Spirit is on us to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and declare the year of the Lord's freedom, the Jubilee year. Uh, so this is Jesus' manifesto. Now we are disciples of Jesus. We are following Jesus. We are going where Jesus is going. We want to do the things that Jesus did, which means we do want to pray for healings. We do want to, want to uh, proclaim the gospel. Uh, we do want to challenge injustice. Uh, we, we do want to speak God's grace and mercy, but also challenge into people's lives. Um, we do want to free people from the demonic. You know, there's all of these things that Jesus does. We want to be people of prayer people of scripture uh, people who retreat spend time with the Lord to then advance retreating to advance we want to be those people like Jesus because that's where Jesus is going that's why we want to go in that direction as well so if this is Jesus's manifesto uh, then I would say it becomes our manifesto as well and many people have got visions for their lives uh, you know we I've got a little vision document um, just a, a rule of life that I use to make sure my life is staying on track um, of which this Luke 4 passage is a, is a part of because you, for me I can't have a, a plan for my life that is in contrast to the plan that Jesus had for his life um, so this passage for you could actually become something that you want to live your life by uh, for a period of time I used to have it as my home screen on my phone uh, so every day as I looked at this, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to set, um, to set me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and declare the year of the Lord's favour. That was on my home screen. It was a passage that I, you know, you end up memorising because it was there on my home screen. Uh, it was for a long period of time to the right of my computer on my desk. For a long, long time it was there, just to really get it in my head. Who is Chris Rogers going to be? Well, I'm going to be somebody that is filled with the Spirit, who's going to preach the gospel, who's going to proclaim freedom, um, is going to help recover sight for the blind, set the oppressed free, declare freedom for those that are oppressed. Uh, that's how I'm going to live my life, because that's the way that Rabbi Jesus led it, and therefore I'm going to lead it that way, because I'm going in the same way as him so you may want to do the same you might want to put it as your home screen you might want to have it somewhere at home 
on the front page of your Bible. Uh, just it becomes that verse that you can keep coming back to. I'm going to be a disciple of Jesus. And as a disciple of Jesus, I live by the same manifesto that Jesus lived his life by. Actually, the Isaiah passage uh, that Jesus is reading from, it goes on longer as well. It's not just those verses. It's worth reading the whole passage that that comes from. Because he also talks about uh, those of us that are filled with the Spirit are people who will be rebuilding the ancient ruins. Uh, and that for me is so important where I work. I live in East London, a neighbourhood that was um, bombed in the Second World War. Uh, it was an ancient city. London was an ancient city. Um, but it was a city that was destroyed east london was destroyed and there's ruins all over the place my house is one of the oldest houses in the neighborhood most of this neighborhood was bombed and you see the the bomb damage still built in so when you look at my church most people don't see the bomb damage uh, but actually what they did was they wove the bomb damage the old brick and new brick together and you can see where the two are different um so the ancient ruins were being rebuilt uh, after the, the Second World War. But that's what we're doing in all of our neighbourhoods. Uh, we are to be people filled with the Spirit and we're rebuilding the ancient ruins, the ruins of that neighbourhood, the ruins of that city. Friends, that prophecy, rebuilding the ancient ruins, I think was about Jerusalem that had been destroyed by the Babylonians and Nehemiah goes back and rebuilds those walls. But it's also about us. Prophecies uh, that we find in Scripture uh, they're, they're there for the day it was spoken. They're there for the generation that followed. But they were also there for us today. And it's almost like prophecies in the Bible have three uh, ways you could read them. As a present reality when it was said for the coming generations like Nehemiah, the ancient ruin being Jerusalem. But also it, it's for us as we rebuild the ancient ruins of our neighbourhood. So we have a manifesto. It was Jesus's manifesto. And it was a manifesto that Jesus lived his life by. Let me just ask this question, you know, if that was Jesus's manifesto, what does it mean for us to own that manifesto ourselves today? I think there are three little things I just want to draw out. I think the first thing, the first way it means for us to own that manifesto today is this, keeping, uh, keeping asking Jesus to fill us with the Holy Spirit. If we want to own the manifesto that Jesus owned, we need to be saying each day, God, will you fill me with your Holy Spirit? Because according to uh, the passage, the Spirit of the Lord is on me uh, because he has anointed me too. Uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, when present, anoints us uh, for the works that we see Jesus doing and the works that God wants to see done through us and in our neighbourhoods. So if you want to be somebody that is owning the manifesto of Jesus and living out the manifesto of Jesus, then we have to keep asking Jesus to fill us with the Holy Spirit. Years ago, my mentor said to me, you can't get filled with the Holy Spirit once and think that's enough because we're like leaky buckets. We leak the work of the Holy Spirit. We give it away as well as just leaking it. So we have to constantly be filled uh, by the Spirit. So the Spirit of the Lord is on me. We need to keep saying, God, would you bestow upon me your Holy Spirit? that I may be riddled with the Spirit, marinated in the Spirit, uh, and, and having as much of that Spirit, Lord, as you will give me, and much of that anointing as you will give me. So I think really to own this manifesto, we need to say, God, Jesus, fill me with the Holy Spirit. The second thing is about keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. 
we have to watch what our rabbi is doing and you really cannot be a disciple of Jesus and not be reading the teachings and the ministry of Jesus found in the Gospels. Without the ministry of Jesus in the Gospels as something that we daily are fixing our eyes on, we can very easily drift into what we think Jesus did, which means we also miss the things that we don't think he did. We, don't, we didn't realise they're there. Uh, but also we then start being affected by the culture around us and the culture's interpretation of Jesus. So I know a lot of friends who would say that they follow Jesus and they say that they know Jesus. But actually when you push them, what they know about Jesus is really that he's a nice guy, that he did some nice things for people and he was, he was kind to people. Uh, and that's really as far as it goes. So when they say they're living their life for Jesus, what it means is being nice and being kind. But actually, Jesus, yes, he was probably nice and kind, but he was also very clear uh, and very straight talking. Um, you know, says to the Pharisees, woe to you hypocrites. Uh, so we, we have to fix our eyes on Jesus and say, like, what is Jesus doing? What is Jesus saying? Uh, Jesus is living this manifesto, so let me see how he's doing it. What does that actually look like for him? You know, when you see the moment where Jesus steps in the gap with the young woman that's about to be stoned by the Pharisees, uh, Jesus models there something of this manifesto, setting the captives free, uh, setting the oppressed free. Is also declaring the year of God's freedom for this woman. He's, he's practicing but he also says you know sin no more um so it's we read the gospels to almost bring detail to what this manifesto looks like so you can't just follow this manifesto without reading the teachings of jesus so if you want to own this you need to be filled with the spirit daily i think you also need to be fixing your eyes on jesus yes in worship yes in prayer and yes with the bible and you will hear me on the podcast very, very regularly talk about th these three kind of things. I talk about prayer a lot. I talk about the Bible a lot. You cannot be a disciple of Jesus without being discipled by Jesus. And the way that we do that, we, we read his teachings. We hear his voice in prayer. Uh, but we're also shaped by him through the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, a disciple cannot be a disciple if we are not engaging with those three things if we're not engaging with the bible then we will be discipled by the culture around us and culture's interpretation of jesus is that he's just one of many um, religious leaders and you know people do have a universal worldview where we can pick and choose from all these different religions around us uh, and we can't uh, if we're discipled by jesus so we need to be filled by the spirit we need to fix our eyes on jesus and thirdly I would say is that we need to keep making it all about Jesus. We we really have to keep coming back to him and making it about him um, because it's very easy to deviate away from Jesus and become very nice people. It's very easy to deviate away from Jesus and become very religious people. Uh, it's, it's really easy to become just a kind human being and behave as if that's just enough. Uh, but actually, we've got to keep coming back to making it all about Jesus. Um, Jesus is the one that lived this manifesto, but Jesus is always also the one that fulfills this manifesto. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Well, the, what is the good news? The good news is Jesus. He sent me to claim freedom for the prisoners. What is freedom for the prisoners? It's Jesus. 
Uh, yes, it's the prisoner in the cell, but it's the prisoner in hell. Um, and Jesus is the one that comes to proclaim freedom. It's Jesus for recovery, for the sight, for the blind. Miracles and signs and wonders of the kingdom is all about the king, King Jesus. And if we want to see miracles and we want to see the blind healed, then it is about Jesus. You cannot be healed by Jesus without encountering Jesus to set the captives free and proclaim the year of the Lord's freedom, uh, the year of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee is embodied in Jesus. It's not just a year of being kind to, to do away with debt. Debt is done away with by Jesus. Uh, so if you want to own the manifesto, uh, then we, you do need to keep your eyes on Jesus and make it all about Jesus. You cannot have anything that's found in that manifesto that isn't first and foremost found in Jesus. So we've got to be filled by the Holy Spirit, asking Jesus to fill us with the Spirit. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus and we need to be making it all about Jesus. It's not simply about being kind to people. Uh, you know, there, there is a very liberal, you could say, way of reading this passage that makes it about social action. Uh, reading this passage is sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. It could become a social action of prison work, uh, recovery of sight for blind. It could become the social action of medical work uh, to set the captives and the oppressed free. It could purely become uh, about a... Uh, very practical way of, uh, of releasing people from oppressive regimes oppressive marriages oppressive workplaces um, so there is a way of reading this where it is very physical and, and tangible but we it's that and Jesus it's not just the liberal way of reading it it's the liberal way of reading it and Jesus and the spirit it's about our souls as well as the physical beings around us. So if you want to own this manifesto, uh, then you need to do so by being filled with the Spirit, fixing your eyes on Jesus and making it all about Jesus. So let me just go back to this manifesto for uh, just a few moments longer. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. So number one, friends, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? And are you continuing to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Um, you know when you're filled with the Spirit. You know when God is living inside of you and when you're not, when you're living bereft of God's presence. Are you being filled with the Holy Spirit? I know when I'm leaking the Spirit fast and I'm giving out of my own self. It's too easy to uh, give myself to people rather than being filled with the Holy Spirit and um, I've told the story before on this podcast but I'll tell it again a number of years ago I had, I had an incredible mentor and his name was Father Duncan he was the next door parish priest his mum worked for my, uh, uh, Mother Teresa in Calcutta before they moved to the UK so you know he's rock and roll he's you know anybody that's been anywhere near Mother Teresa is pretty rock and roll and uh, he and I used to go to community coffee mornings together meet with the police together uh, the local medical centre there was these community meetings and there was one particular meeting he didn't show up to and uh, I was like mate where were you and uh, he just told me that every day he wakes up and sits in his prayer chair and he waits on the Holy Spirit and he won't leave that chair until he's encountered God's presence and, uh, and I was like well what happens if you've got a meeting 
and he said, yeah, don't leave my chair. He said, I won't, I will not leave my chair until I've encountered the Holy Spirit. If it means missing a meeting, I'll miss it. Because if I don't encounter God's presence first and foremost, uh, then all I'm going to be giving people is myself, is me. And he's that is so true, isn't it? It is so true. Um, but I love that every day waiting on the Spirit. Now, for some of us, we're like, how that? I cannot, I've got, mate, I've got to get up and get myself to work. I've got to get up and feed my kids. I've got to get up and dot, 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 dot. So let's just remove the waiting on the spirit on the morning now some of us it may be just that we've got to get up a bit earlier i do not get up a bit earlier let me be honest with you mornings are not my thing i struggle with mornings i need a slow wake up a number of years ago i was a part of a, a team of youth workers and we would get together it was an ecumenical group and um so ecumenical meaning uh youth workers from a whole bunch of different church traditions we'd get together at 6 a.m to pray and you could uh, let me clarify this we would do this once a month not weekly once a month and i would go along and everybody knew when it was about quarter to eight we'd finish at eight and uh, they knew when it was quarter to eight because i would pray i just couldn't it took i just cannot get my head moving so the thought of um deep profound encounter with god in the morning for me just doesn't work and if you've got children it doesn't work uh, but it's you finding places where you can say this is the place i'm going to be encountering god I, I make space for god um and that might be on an evening it might be in your lunch break it might be after work uh it may be really uh taking a short time every day to encounter god but on a weekend really creating some space for that uh, so whatever that looks like for you uh, you know what you need and how to create that space anybody telling you how to do it is a dictatorship and it's just never going to work uh, what does that look like for you to be filled with the spirit of god and then the, the passage goes on doesn't it because this spirit is on us to anoint us for the works of essentially the good news and the works of the kingdom of god and i would love you to spend some time just with that passage what does it look like for you to be filled with the spirit and to be living and breathing this stuff how do you become people who are proclaiming the good news uh, people who really are um, working to the freedom of the prisoner uh, recovery of sight for the blind setting the oppressed free declaring god's freedom and forgiveness what's that look like for you um before i was in east london with uh, the church that i'm now at all hallows i used to work for soul survivor soul survivor harrow and we did a number of projects over there um one of them was to try and help eradicate poverty um, eradicate bullying in schools and we did a whole bullying anti-bullying campaign and what was really cool is we made these mouse mats and on them it, it talked about uh bullying and it talked about how to get help for bullying online uh, as well as um what i could say in the real world not just online but online is real isn't it it's where our young people live their lives uh but in the reality of life as well uh and we went to a council meeting and uh, during a council meeting uh we got asked the question why would the church why would soul survivor harrow care about bullying it makes no sense to me this person said and there was this young lad called lee and he puts his hand on me he said i'll i'll take this one chris he must have been like 16 17 and he said i'll take this one chris oh, okay so he went to you know went to answer it and his answer was amazing he said i really believe that god is filling us with his holy spirit his presence and he said god's really challenging us and anointing us as soul survivor harrow uh to 
really tell people some good news and the good news is God is on the side of the battered and the bruised is what he said God is on the side of the battered and the bruised and he went on to say you know bullying uh, was uh, breaking God's heart and uh, and God was on the side of the battered and bruised therefore so are we and it was really breathtaking to hear this from this young lad 16 70 year old the room was silent I mean he'd basically just declared something of what the gospel was in, in this council room but he was so right the battered and the bruised God is on the side of the battered and the bruised and God fills us with the spirit so that we may be people who come alongside the battered and the bruised to bring about freedom to pro proclaim good the good news of Jesus on their side uh, to proclaim um, the recovery of uh, of their bruised souls and their bruised skins to help set free those that are oppressed um, that's exactly what it is the battered and the bruised where is the spirit anointing you to live out this manifesto um, for the work of coming alongside the battered and the bruised you know it also says in their sight for the blind god is on the side of the disabled those with additional needs those that need extra help god wants to fill us with a spirit that we would come alongside those with additional needs those that need extra help uh, and it also says to set the captives free and the setting of our captives free uh, is the set setting free of our souls from from and the imprisonment of our sin it is also the setting free of our physical beings from the physical prisons of debt uh, food poverty um, domestic violent relationships uh, lack of education uh, it's, it is all of these things that God wants us to be setting people free so that the spirit is on us for the spiritual uh, and the physical it, it is all of that that God is anointing us for so Jesus the one that we follow has a manifesto and his manifesto is that he is there to anoint people us to anoint us to proclaim the good news to the poor to set the captives free proclaim freedom for the prisoners recovery of sight for the blind declare the year of the Lord's favor this is the manifesto of Jesus and he now calls us follow me go where I am going watch what I do and you do it so that same call is now upon us to live out this Nazareth manifesto so friends are you filled with the spirit if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit then let us pray Heavenly Father we come before you wherever we are now washing up in the drive on the commute on the train taking the kids to school whatever it is Lord we pray come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit would you fill us equip us anoint us clothe us and we pray because we know your spirit is around us all the time but we miss it would we become aware of your presence right now would we be present to you as you are present to us and we pray that in the powerful risen name of Jesus Christ come Holy Spirit and all the saints said Amen. Friends, I hope that that has unlocked something for you for your life 
what does it mean for you to have a vision and manifesto for your life that matches the vision and manifesto of Jesus. Friends, until next time, grace and peace.